0: Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Matthew chapter 1 verse 23 have it, say, Amen. When they've got it on the screen, say, Amen. Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name, Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. I love that song. I'm going to talk to you today on just a few minutes on dwell with us. Dwell with us. Go ahead and stick your Bibles down. One more time, lift up your voices to the heavens. and Somebody say, God, come dwell with us. God, come dwell with us. Come be here with us, God. We need you today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, God. We worship you. We give you praise and glory today. You may be seated. There is so much to love about the Christmas season. Reflecting on Jesus' birth and getting together with friends and loved ones, continuing family traditions and creating new ones. There's more kindness and love to go around than any other time of year. And people pull out their beloved Christmas dinner recipes and they get together for epic Christmas parties and gingerbread houses, cookies with icing and colorful lights and crazy decorations in people's yards, cars with reindeer antlers and Santa hats everywhere. Christmas is exciting in so many ways. And one of the most exciting aspects of Christmas is found in the music that we sing and play this time of year. There is universally understood this rule that you do not listen to Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. Right? I don't know where that came from. I looked it up to try to find where that came from. Couldn't find it. But there's just this understanding that we all have that you just, you just don't do that. You just don't do it. There was this satire Christian uh, news website, Babylon B, And they wrote last year that President Trump had even signed a law that banned Christmas music before Thanksgiving. That obviously didn't happen, but it just goes to show that people take this rule for real. It's pretty legit. You don't break that rule. Because Christmas music, it just has a special place in the hearts of people. Like the uplifting melody of joy to the world. And to the calming peace found in silent night. From the somber tone of Mary, did you know? To the majestic angels have we heard on high. These songs and countless others, they've lasted through the ages and they're sung by, by both people who believe this story to be true and by those who just believe it to be a story. But nevertheless, what can't be denied is the influence these songs have uh, on a generation. Many of the Christ-centric songs that have been sung during this celebration season of Jesus Christ, they carry similar thoughts. Often they just recite the birth of Jesus Christ from different points of views. But there is one song that we sing during this season that speaks kind of with a different tone. We sung it a few minutes ago. That song is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. This Song has seven verses. The first one, I'm going to read through them with you, and I just kind of want you to pick up on this tone. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel, that mourns in lowly exile here, until the Son of God appear. O come, O wisdom from on high, who ordered all things mightily, to us the path of knowledge show and teach us in its ways to go. O come, O come, great Lord of might, who to your tribes on Sinai's height in ancient times did give the law in cloud and majesty and awe. O come, O branch of Jesse's stem, unto your own and rescue them. From the depths of hell your people save and give them victory over the grave. O come, O key of David, come and open wide our heavenly home and make safe for us the heavenward road and bar the way to death's abode. Come, O bright and morning star and bring us comfort from afar and dispel the shadows of the night and turn our darkness into light. O come, O king of nations, bind in one the hearts of all mankind and bid all of our sad divisions cease and be yourself our king of peace. Rejoice. Rejoice. Emmanuel shall come to you, O Israel. Rejoice. Rejoice. Different tone than just going over the Christmas story. It's kind of sad. It's kind of heart-wrenching. Now, before this was a song, this, this was a poem. The author is unknown. He writes those seven verses. He's writing regarding the birth of Christ, the birth of Emmanuel, and He describes the power that's in the newborn Savior. But for this author, for this man, it's more than just reiterating a story like many other carols and Christmas hymns. And when you read his words, you realize he's not just acknowledging something that happened 2,000 years ago and just writing about it. But he is connecting what happened then to the state of his world now. One thing that is known and understood about this poem is that it was written in the 8th century. and That's what we know as the Dark Ages. It's a time in history noted for war and chaos and the fall of key cities. It was a dark breaking time in the history of humanity. But This man who was believed to be a monk in some monastery, he had a knowledge of the word of God and he considered the birth of Christ as this act of love to save his people. And so the monk was so overwhelmed that he began to write the story of Christ's coming as a need for his generation as a cry for his generation. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Come to us in this generation as you did with the people in Israel, God, as you did then in my world, in this moment, God. I need you to come here now. Emmanuel, as we know from Matthew 1 and 23, means God with us. In this poem, he is Calling for the coming of Emmanuel. God, come and be here with us. To his generation. What God did for the children of Israel, this monk is wanting God to do in his world. God, you came and you lived among your people. But God, I need you to come and live among my people. We too, like the children of Israel, we are a generation captive. A generation hurting and broken. So God, come be here with us. Come God, be with us now. And this author, he's beckoning to God. God, come and save us from death and remove us from the grave and keep us alive and save our souls. We are the generation who don't know you or fear you. We are lost and we are hopeless. And like you did then, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Oh, come, oh, come, God, be with us in this broken generation, in this hurting time. God, come here and be with my people. There was this yearning in the heart of the author for God to save his generation. He saw the despair of those around him, the chains of those surrounding him, the tears of the oppressed and the faces of the hopeless. He's overwhelmed by a desire to see his people saved and restored from the times of sorrow and distress and burdened for restoration in his generation. He cries, come God, be with us. Come, God, dwell with us, save us. The author references the word of God, the children of Israel, the lineage of Jesus, the birth of Christ. He acknowledges the power of who God is and the things that he did for his people in a time of darkness and despair in this sixth verse the author begins to write oh come O bright and morning star and bring us comfort from afar dispel the shadows of the night and turn our darkness into light what a beautiful phrase what a beautiful phrase writing this is he says dispel the shadows of the night he begins to speak to the oppression of the enemy he's tired of his people being held hostage he's tired of his friends and his loved ones living with weights too heavy for them to carry joyless hopeless he says God break in and dispel the shadows of the night he goes on to say and turn this darkness within us into light he's asking with a tone of repentance God turn what what's inside of me back to you away from the things that have crept in inside of us change us and take us God as we are and turn us into what you want us to be it's a cry oh come oh come Emmanuel and be here among us do you want him to be here among us do we need him in our generation today this poem is written as a call for a response a cry for God to respond come quickly come and be here now the author implies in his writings my generation is broken we're captive so come Come wisdom from on high, come great Lord of might, come branch of Jesse's stem, come key of David, come bright and morning star, come king of nations, God, just come. Like the way the author compares his generation to the children of Israel, I can't help but consider the condition of my generation with his I can't help but feel the burden in which the author maintained when he prayed this desperate prayer for the hand and power of God to fall among the broken people, to set the captives free and to save the generation, to light the darkness around him and rescue the people from the depths of hell, to give the people victory over the grave. I can't help but look around and consider the state of my generation. God, we too are a broken people. We, too, are lost within ourselves, blindly following by the shadows of the enemy. We're a generation that needs grace and glory and your wonder. Oh, so God, let this personal agenda in this poem, let it consume me today. And let it consume me tomorrow and the next day. And all of 2019, let it consume me. Because my generation is broken and blind and hurting. And I need you to come and dwell among us. I need you to come. Come and set the captives free. And come and set the drug addict free. And come be among us, God. And bring restoration uh, to an imperfect world in need of a perfect God. Come, Emmanuel. Come and be with us. My heart doesn't cry out for the lost and dying the way that you in all your humility came to earth and cried and bled for me. Then I pray you break my heart now and you tear it in two and you consume me. And I pray a uh, God with the very things that consume you. Do you want to be consumed with him today? Why don't you lift up your hands all across the room? Hallelujah, hallelujah, lift up your voice says Jesus, we need you in this generation. We need you in this generation, God. Hallelujah. Come and dwell with us. Come and dwell with us, God. Come and move among us, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Bring healing to the land. Bring hope to our city. Bring life to our schools. Burden your church with a desire to see the lost saved. Draw us to our knees in desperation for revival in the land. God, we need revival in the school systems. We need healing in the school. I pray all over the county that revival break out. I pray the Holy Ghost break free in Medora School salem school and bedford school god and seymour school oh come oh come emmanuel dwell with us be with us god be among us and bring the light to the darkness come god move among us move in my witness and move in my testimony and move in my words and move in my example god move among us and be in me be in us move within us god send your spirit send revival come The author of this poem understood the reason in which Jesus came to this earth was solely to seek and save that which was lost. And so the author under a heavy burden writes the poem calling on Emmanuel to come and show himself. wonder what would happen if today all across the room we began to pray the reason why Jesus came to this earth what would happen if we ended this year and we began 2019 with a fire in our spirits for the lost and the wondering with a desire for our classmates and our coworkers, with a desperation for the drug addicts and a pursuit for the alcoholics, with a heart of love for the broken families that we see and we meet every single day can only imagine the revival that could happen that would happen in the next year if today we allowed the reason for the season to be the fire that ignites everything we do moving forward god i'm ready for revival in this generation we're a church ready for revival in the land I want to see the bound and the captive walking through our doors and holding broken chains above their head, and I want to see the lame man dancing in your presence and the presence of the Almighty God. And I want to see the blind eyes open and I want to see deaf ears hearing after our services. Do you want Him to dwell among us today? Do you want us? You want Him to dwell among us this year? Why don't you lift up your hands and your voices? Oh come on somebody that's it that's it God we need you to dwell among us God in this generation the way he cried for his people I want to cry for my people God I don't want to see another person lost I don't want to see another person go by the wayside God we need you we need you and it's not gonna be because we students in the middle of the school day because they felt the presence of God moving among them. Brother Timothy, you've lost your mind. Those type of things, they don't happen. Start with the smaller ideas of revival and think bigger as you go along. We don't have the time. We need revival now. We spend so much time with our focus divided up on all the reasons why we can't have revival. While God is trying to say to us, stop worrying about why you can't have it. And focus on the reason I came to save your generation. So call me, get me, God, invoke me into your generation. Come, O come, Emmanuel. Stand with me. Lift up your hands and your voices one more time to the Lord. Hallelujah. God, I don't want to just go through the motions and talk about it. God, I, I want you to come. I dare somebody to cry out for your generation. for the Cry out for revival in your generation. God, we need you now. My family needs you now. God, set your church on fire with a burden for the lost. We're tired of watching our friends and families live without you. We're tired of seeing loved ones pass on without you. God, send revival. Come and dwell among us. God, be with us. God, go before us. Be behind us. Be beside us. Come, Emmanuel. Give me a passion for my generation. Take over me today passion for revival give me a passion for the purpose in which you came i don't want to go another year not teaching a home bible study i don't want to go another year making excuses for myself and just talking about it just saying hey this is what we need and that's what we need and then i don't do anything i don't want to be that way anymore if i'm gonna say we need to teach bible studies i've got to teach a bible study God, dwell among us. Give me a desire to approach the lost in the way that you approached us. And your holiness wrapped in a manger. God, I commit myself to you and I cry for my generation. I want to walk in revival and talk in revival. See the miracles, signs and wonders. I believe MPC is at a transition point. We just came out of a hard year. 2018 was tough. I feel like God's transitioning us in 2019 to see the greatest revival that we have ever seen. But God, we need you to dwell here. What would happen? Everything we said, if everything we did in this next year, we found a way to connect it to revival. we found a way to connect it back to our focus, back to the focus of God, the lost, the broken. John 4 and 35 says, lift up your eyes and look on the fields for they're white all ready to harvest. B.K. Bernard, he said, a man without a vision is a man without a future, and a man without a future always remains in his past, and I don't want to remain there. It's an incredible statement that applies to the condition of the church. A church without the vision, without a vision is without a future. Proverbs 29 and 18, and where there is no vision, the people perish. And I'm not ready to watch my generation fade away. I want to be focused on the lost. I want to see people saved. I want to see lives brought back together, marriages restored. I want to see revival, and not just talk about it. Oh, come, O oh, come, Emmanuel, and break the chains of the addict. Set free the captive of insecurity. Heal the wounds of the hurting. come, O oh, come, Emmanuel. There's got to be a people that doesn't just sing a song but they cry out for the generation. Are we that people? Today, for just a moment, right where you are, if you lift up your hands and your voices, and just start crying out for your generation. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com.